Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day and welcome to another episode of the Rotafest podcast. We are your lovely hosts. I'm Rod Pusey. <laughs> and I'm Jody Cedric. Still, isn't still, that what you always say? I'm still, yeah, still Rod. Still Rod Pusey. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we always have so much fun doing this podcast. We get the opportunity to meet with some amazing people, both detailers, business owners, suppliers, vendors. Sometimes we even get to meet with customers that have been with us a super long time. And I'm telling you, this is probably one of my favorite people in the world, our guest today. His name is Sam Laguerre. How are you, my brother? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. we're excited. I, so, I, I was telling Jody the other day, I'm like, I, I can't believe we haven't had Sam on yet. I mean, maybe we just wanted to, we like wanted to keep him for ourselves. That's right, know? man. <laughs> Got him in this little corner, you know. So I've been wanting this forever. I've been telling Jody about this and, you know, he's just been holding off on me. He's been holding back. <laughs> I've been holding you back, man. <laughs> Sorry. Give the people what they want, Jody. Give the people what they want. Right. I know. Yeah. It's like they all want Sam, man, and daily duty automotive detailing. So, yeah, so let's, you know, let's go back because, um, you know, you and I, it's funny because as you and I have interacted over the years, I discovered that you're actually from Haiti and my two adopted children are from Haiti. So I feel a real kinship to you just because of yeah. that connection. So let's talk about kind of how you started, um, Daily duty, daily duty auto detailing, and let's just start there, and then let's see where the conversation takes us. Yeah. So actually, my parents are from Haiti. I'm from Fort Myers, Florida, but both of my parents are Haitian. Um, but it's actually crazy because you know I never even wanted to be you know a detailer. I never you know even thought about cleaning cars. In fact, I hated cleaning cars. And it, it was actually an accident that I actually, you know, got into the detailing space and I'll kind of, you know, share with you how that happened. So, you know, prior to ever detailing, this was like 10 years ago, um, I was a server and one of my buddies who was working there at the time, one of my best friends, you know, he had got let go and, you know, I didn't see him for a while. And, you know, um, just one random day I was in the club and, you know, I don't club anymore. But I was in the club and I seen him popping bottles and, you know, he was looking like, you know, he was he was living life. So I go up to him and I'm like, yo, like, you know, how's everything been? Um, you know, what are you doing for work? And he's like, yo, like, you know, I'm a detailer now. And at the time, I didn't even know what detailing was. You know, a lot of people don't even know what detailing is. Right. And so I was like, you know, it looked like you're doing good for yourself. Like how much you guys charging? And he tells me he's making like $18 an hour. Like he's just like, I mean, he's gassing it up. And I'm like, yo, are you guys hiring at the time? And he's like, yeah. So I fill out an application. I get the job a week later. And turns out he was making $8 an hour. <laughs> so like, I'm like, dude, why didn't you just tell me like you were getting $8 an hour? But he was just trying to flex. And that's 
pretty much how I got into, you know, detailing just off of, you know, him telling me something that I guess was going to, you know, impress me. But, um, you know, those first two, three years that I was detailing, you know, $8 an hour, like it was, it was brutal. It was slavery. I mean, there was no shade. We were working, you know, in direct sunlight, you know, car washes all day. And I absolutely hated it. And the only reason why I was doing it is because, you know, I was going to school at the time. You know, I don't like the job hop. You know, they were very flexible with my job. And, you know, I was planning on moving to Orlando. So, like, you know, I wanted to at least get the experience. So when I do move, you know, like I can find a job. And, you know, once I got my degree, you know, I transferred to Orlando. And when I got here, I looked everywhere for a job except for detailing. I did not want to do detailing. <laughs> I mean, I went, I've had like five different interviews and I feel like, you know, all of the inter- like people that were interviewing me, they loved me. They loved everything about me. But for whatever reason, they, I could not get a job. And, you know, I prayed about it one day and, you know, like God was like, yo, go to the dealership. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like Jonah. I don't want to go to Nineveh, you, man. You can see, you can see at the top right. of his job application, top of his job application, reaching graduate, outgoing. <laughs> I will do anything but detailing. Yeah. Big bolts. And so, like, I, I was out of, out of work for maybe two months, and I was like, all right, cool. Let me just go to this dealership. The first dealership I went to, I talked to – um. Uh, the manager there and you know he basically gave me the job on the spot and you know like I was kind of like man this is kind of crazy so like maybe there must be something here so you know I did that for you know I I started working and I did that for about maybe a year year and a half and I got promoted in the company and eventually I became you know uh, the detailing manager at the Ferrari location here in Orlando nice and I mean, working, you know, working at this Ferrari location, I mean, you're seeing Ferraris, Lamborghinis. I mean, you've seen, I see every type of exotic car there is. And my buddy who was working there at the time, um, he was like, yo, Sam, like, you know, you do a really good job. You should, you know, start a detailing business. And, you know, I was 23 at the time. I, I didn't know anything about business. I mean, I was in school for accounting, but like, like starting a business and going to school for accounting is two different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he planted that seed in my head and like it just sat there and I was like, eh, I'll think about it. And, you know, one day it's crazy. This is where it gets crazy. So one day um, I called my boss and, you know, I wanted to get an opinion on, you know, starting a detailing business. Because like after, you know, detailing Ferraris, it's, you got to do something else. Like there's like what what what's next? And I called him and I asked him, I was like, what do you think about, you know, uh, starting a business? And he laughed hysterically. Like I told him, <laughs> it was it, and it was the most disrespectful laugh I ever heard in my life. And to this day, like it like still sits in my ear because uh-huh. I was I was so convinced that he was gonna give me words of encouragement because you know that's my boss. Granted, that wasn't his personality, but again, like you know, it's hard to discourage somebody you know when they have a dream. And you know, he was telling me all the reasons I wasn't gonna make any money, I wasn't gonna get anywhere in life. And I literally, you know, we got done with the conversation. I hung up and I planned my two week notice. And, you know, I basically I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have any customers. I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have anything. And I basically just quit my job, quit my job. And I was like, you know what? Like, no one's going to tell me what I can't do because I was that like I was that mad about, you know, the situation. And, you know, I quit my job and that's how I started, you know, my business. 
So that's how that's how it all started. That sounds Sam, kind of Sam, familiar. That, that sounds a lot like me. There's a gentleman that's in the detailing industry that 15 years ago looked at Jody and I and told us why we should. This was when we first. You should never do this. You're never going to make any money. You're not going to do anything. I was like, and that sat right here. It's still there. When I see him at Mobile Tech Expo and I shake his yeah. hand, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. I'm thinking, of, hey yeah. brother, I've been here for 15 years. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, it's. That's, that's funny because the thing that I remember is when we left our old software company and we created Zimmer and Rotafest, I got an, a mysterious email from happy you're going to lose at gmail.com yep. that said, really hate to see you guys go. You suck and see you in the unemployment line in six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've been in business way longer than they have. And then they went out. So, you know, I think it's interesting the 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 kind of those little things that that set us off, but then you turn that into something positive. So now you've been doing this for over ten years, and you're you are. Uh, I mean, let's let's complete the rest of the story. What is it you guys do? What do you specialize in? And so um, when I started the company, um, you know, we just you know focused on mobile uh, mobile services. So it was just me uh, by myself, and you know just building that clientele, basically, you know, I went on, a, I think it was a Craigslist ad and there was a company that was looking for detailers um, and that they would provide, you know, the work as long as, you know, the detailer had experience and all the equipment and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I started building my clientele. And, you know, I, I stayed with them for about a couple of years until I felt like, you know, I had enough customers. And then, you know, obviously with those customers, I also, you know, got referrals and all those type of things. Um, so I started out um, mobile and then I would say maybe four years into that, um, I had a customer with um, the Seminole Toyota location up here in Sanford. And, you know, one of the collision managers at the time, he had reached out to me and he was like, man, like, you know, we love your work. Um, you know, how, what do you think about, you know, just running our detail department? And, you know, like, I love the de the dealership space because I understand for one, you know, how much money, you know, how much opportunity there is, mm -hmm. but also like I seen an opportunity to, you know, um, grow a team. And, you know, when it comes to leadership, that's kind of like, you know, what our business is based on. Um, and, and the reason for that is because, you know, when my boss did tell me that I wasn't going to be successful, I decided that moment that I would, I wouldn't run a business and tell my employees that they couldn't do something. And, you know, I always, you know, wanted to empower them to be able to do certain things or whatever it might be. And, you know, a lot of these detailers, they're not going to be here forever. And I understand that. And so I want to make sure that while they are working with us, um, that they are, you know, getting value from me and I'm able to help them as much as possible. And if someone's like, hey, I want to start a business. All right, great. Like, what can I do to help? And so, you know, that's why we're based on uh, like a leadership based company, but that's how we got into the dealership space. And now, you know, we kind of, I had to take a pause on the mobile side of it only because there's just so much, you know, work that goes into training guys and hiring. I mean, you guys understand that part of it, but, yeah. um, you know, I definitely want to get back into the mobile space, but I just want to make sure that when I do that, it's, you know, something that, you know, I can spend a lot of my focus on. 
One, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that there's another parallel there, and that's when when Jody and I and our other partners started this software company, we made a list of the things that we didn't want to do that our that bosses and managers we'd had prior to this did, and we're like, we're not going to be that guy or that guy. We're not going to discourage people. Right. We're going to be more of a a family, um, you know, oriented business, and that is, you know, that's been our 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 um kind of our mantra. It's a core time. value. It's a, yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is if you take that into your business and you realize that these are just, they're just people and it's not all about, you know, it's about building relationships and, and, and being a good person. And then the, the income and the revenue will come from that. All I right. think one of the things that I have a lot of respect for you, especially as a young entrepreneur and this mindset of building your team, because if you go out to his Instagram, you will see Sam and his team having discussions about books that they're reading and about business and about self-improvement. Mm -hmm. So you're really investing not only in your team, but you're creating an environment in which your team invests in each other. Right. So talk about that, because I'm sure that gives you a lot of power Absolutely. as a team, you know, working together, but also in better serving your customers. Right. So, you know, one of our, you know, uh, core values is, you know, culture and, you know, the culture of, you know, what we're trying to build is, you know, we want to have a growth environment. We want guys to be able to know that when they come to work that, you know, there's, you know, you're going to grow, you know, whether it's personally, spiritually, you know, mentally, whatever it might be, you know, that's kind of our core value. And, you know, to be honest, within any culture in any business, any company that you work for, a lot of times the reason why people stay with the company is because of the culture. And, you know, like it's not about how much money you're making. Yeah, money is important, obviously. But, you know, I know a lot of people that would give up a job that would pay more to stay with, uh, with the company that they're with because of the people they work with. And, you know, also another thing is, you know, the thing that a lot of people starve for is growth. Because, you know, you go to all these different jobs and, you know, what are you really learning? Like, what is your boss really, you know, empowering you to do? And when you feel a sense of, okay, my bosses actually care about me. My bosses actually want to see me succeed. My bosses, you know, they're very successful and they want to, you know, pass on, you know, the knowledge that they have. Like, there's a lot of power in that. And, you know, people want to grow. That's the you know, that's the light that a lot of people, you know, are kind of, you know, they're, they're, a lot of people's light is dim is, is because, you know, they're not growing. So when you feel that sense of growth, and I understand that now, um, people want to stay, people want to grow. And that's how you build a strong knit culture where, you know, a lot of my guys, man, I've been blessed with, I feel like one of the best teams I've had, you know, since I've, you know, since I've detailed with, you know, guys that are knowledgeable, guys that, you know, are loyal, um, you know, it's just, it's a phenomenal team. And, you know, I'm actually getting, you know, certified next month in um, John Maxwell's leadership program. And, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the main things that we focus on again is leadership, you know, building systems, building processes. Cause you know, we have a team of about 25 people right now and, you know, to be able to lead 25 people and you got to have a system, you got to have the processes. Otherwise, you know, the quality is not going to be what it needs to be. Um, you know, just everything that comes along with that. And, you know, we're definitely, you know, we're not perfect. You know, there's a lot of areas we're still working on. There's a lot of things that I'm still working on, you know, personally, like learning the business, 
you know, I don't have any mentors. Like no one taught me how to get to this point. No one really showed me what a, a successful detailing business looks like. A lot of it is just, you know, me watching podcasts like these, you know, that are valuable to me um, and just, you know, listening to motivational speakers, um, you know, leadership podcasts, just a lot of things that really empower me and help me grow. And that's how, you know, and I kind of just pass the, the knowledge and information on to, you know, to the guys. I think well, one of the things that I really appreciate with you too is about once a year, you call me out of the blue. Right. And you're like, hey, Jody, I just wanted to talk to you about some things about business. I wanted to run some ideas by you. What are your thoughts? What have you done here? What what would you do here? And And I really love that, right? Because like you said, as an entrepreneur, it is difficult to find mentors, mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. that's willing to give of their time and their insight and experience. Right. And you are so hungry for it. It's like, you're, you're always like, all right, where can I look? Where, well, who can I ask? Right. And I really appreciate that because I know that that attitude is one of the things that's leading your success and it's leading your team. Yeah. And I, I'm, one of the things I was going to comment on is there's, there's kind of two sides of the camp in detailing. And one of those is the people that embrace uh, both the dealership side and the retail side. And then there's the side that absolutely rejects the dealership. side. They don't think there's any money in it. And I'm telling you, there is a lot of money in there. There's a lot of stuff you can do and it's steady work. That's the thing. Right. It's, it's constantly steady work. And yeah, it has ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But if you get yeah. into the dealership, and you, you get in and just like you do, you know, you treat your employees and you treat your dealerships with the respect and, and you grow with them. They'll keep you in there. And we know so many people that have made an unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable chunks of money <laughs> out of the dealership world. Absolutely. And it is, it is because of the steady work of it, you know, and yeah. you, can, you can take, especially this has been my whole thing. The thing is if you, if you work at a dealership and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones come in, and they buy a car and you do it for the dealership, you can get the dealership to refer you once they leave there. And Mr. And Mrs. Jones can become your retail customer forever. Absolutely. So, and I think that's the thing is getting those systems in place and handling how you transition that from the beginning all the way through the lifetime of that vehicle. And I think if more people looked at it as the lifetime of that vehicle, mm -hmm. and this is my customer What's the next car you're going to get in the next car you're going to get? Because that's the thing is everybody's going to have another car. We all get cars all the time, right? So three to five Especially years. Especially Rod. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is true. I have had, I have, I'm on car number. I think it's 54. I've had 54 cars. Really? Really, seriously. Yeah. I am on, uh, I currently have, well, I have five that I own and then my daughter's on two more, but I own five right now. So what, two of them are Ferraris, I'm assuming? Um, one no. of them is a Porsche 911 Carrera convertible. Um, it's I, sweet. I have a uh, 1957 Chevy pickup, and I have a 1955 two-door Bel Air, um, and then I have a 2019 Atlas and a 07 diesel pickup. Yeah, I need to. I need to get my game right. I need to step up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've been very lucky, and I've done a lot of uh, stepping up, if you will. That's how I've got to where I've gotten. I. I constantly make money on cars and then I buy a new ones. Well, and I think there's an important lesson in that, right? Continually stepping up, whether it's a, in a personal interest in a hobby or 
stepping up in your game. And I know you're a huge fan of LeBron James, right? I mean, we got, got it in the background, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's like I look at everything you do and you're, you know, we were visiting with you and your partner at Mobile Tech Expo. And the one thing that I, every conversation is, is what is one thing or two things that I can do to improve my business at this show or during this year? I mean, you're very strategic about trying to go, all right, how do I grow? Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very intentional with that as well, because, you know, the more that I'm in this business, like I, I truly feel like, you know, I'm in my calling and it's not about cleaning cars, but it's about, you know, leading men and women. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm transitioning a lot more into like the coaching space, whether it's like leadership coaching or life coaching. And, you know, because I feel like that's part of my calling it, like, I just have this hunger to want to grow because, you know, the more that I grow, the more that I can help somebody else. Like you can't help someone if you can't help yourself. Right. You can't yeah. yep. from an empty cup. And so I want to make sure that, you know, a lot of the, like a lot of the things that I know that need to be addressed. Like I, I know, you know, guys like you and, you know, there are other people who have that knowledge who have been in this space a long time. You know, you talk to a lot of, you know, wise people. So I would rather, you know, learn from you guys and figure out the hard way and, you know, waste time. And, you know, that's, that's really what it's about. A lot of people just, they don't, they don't ask a lot of questions or whatever it might be. And, you know, I try to be as strategic as possible because, you know, I do have a vision for where I want to go. Um, you know, what I want to do and how I really want to get there. So it's, it's really calculated. Like even, you know, you know, going back to the dealership space, transitioning from mobile to dealership is it was for me, it was very simple because my vision was always to get dealership accounts. So, you know, when I was in the mobile space, I didn't get too caught up in, you know, can you be at my house every two weeks or, you know, can you come every, you know, once like I didn't get too caught up in that because once you fall into that trap, you're, you don't become very flexible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so now I have, I actually have a partner who does take care of a lot of my clients, um, you know, who do need, you know, work done from time, you know, from every, every now and then. Um, but I was able to make t that transition because, you know, I allowed myself to be flexible. But again, it, it, you got to have the vision. Like if you don't, if you don't have a vision for getting to the dealership space, it's going to be almost, I don't want to say impossible, but it's going to be hard because, you know, you have a lot of clients that really depend on you that, that, mm -hmm. that only want you, you know how that is, 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 is very tough. And it's a completely different skill set to be able to lead people and, you know, to be able to handle, you know, the, the, the workload that the dealership demands and, you know, just dealing with salesmen and sales managers, you know, <laughs> Before before I started the business, because I had the experience of at working at these dealerships, I kind of already knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And, you know, like it's not something that I was afraid of. But, you know, what's crazy is so when I was in the field, right, you know, when you're detailing cars, you're out there for seven, eight, nine hours a day. You're by yourself. A lot of people listen to music to kind of like allow the time to go by. Eight hours a day, I was listening to, you know, Eric Thomas, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, like all these leadership guys, you know, podcasts. And you can imagine, like, when you're listening to this stuff eight hours a day for three, four years, every single day, 
you know, that's that's why I have, you know, the knowledge that I have. And that's why I have the skill set that I have is because I wasn't wasting that time listening to, you know, Lil Baby and Drake and Kendrick Lamar. And, you know, there's a there's a time for that. And, you know, I did have days where, you know, I needed a little bump. But for the most part, I knew like, yo, like these guys, they're putting me on game where if I could just apply what they're saying into my business, Mm -hmm. then it changes everything. So. Again, like a lot of that, you know, those three, four years of me just downloading that information, it kind of like really set me up for success. And I didn't know why at the time, obviously, but looking back at it, like it was all it was all like, you know, God's plan of just, you know, getting me to this point. What? Go ahead. Uh, the the other thing I think that's that's got to be said here is there is a certain massive amount of humility and humbleness that you have. And I think that is missing from people i feel like just as a as a as a businessman as a as a human if i'm so busy flexing all the time and worrying about this outward appearance 18 dollars an hour i am literally blocking all of that stuff that i can take in physically i'm just physically and mentally blocking it i'm so busy strutting around talking about how bad i am that that is something and you you obviously don't have that somebody can meet you for five minutes and see that you are humble and you are open and ready to receive that information and i think people don't get that they they make that first big paycheck and man they're on top of the world and they just don't see that humbleness i jody and i we learn every day right? We take every, everything that could be a failure is just a way to learn. Well, we learn not to do that again. And it sometimes it hurts, but you have to be open to that feedback. And I think that humbleness and, and, and just being open to learning is, is, um, it's not really, it's, it's frowned upon. Right? Everybody thinks you got to flex and you don't, that's not what's important. Well, I, I think the thing that really strikes me is that you are very intentional about feeding your mind and your heart with things that will drive success, right? We underestimate the time that we spend in our mind, right? What do we put there, right? Are we protective of it? Are we putting things in our mind, in our spirit that are moving us and driving us forward? So since we're there, what, what are your maybe favorite podcasts and maybe a book that you're reading right now that you think would be really helpful to other business owners? So I would say one of my favorite podcasts right now, I mean, I don't really have a favorite because all to- all podcasts, they give you different type of, you know, uh, value, right? Whether it's a, de- a detailing podcast, a leadership podcast, a relationship podcast. Mm. But one of the key things that's really anchored me is, believe it or not, like I listen to a lot of sermons. And, you know, it feeds my spiritual growth because, you know, one of the keys to being humble is understanding, like, you didn't get yourself here. All right. God got you here. And when you realize that, you know, God's given you everything and he can take it away tomorrow, it really keeps you humble because, I mean, that's that's what that's what anchors me. You know, and I've been through a lot over the last 10 years and I've seen so much to where I know that I didn't get myself here. Like, I'll give you an example. So when, um, you know, when we got the account with the collision center at the time, so the collision center is, you know, connected to the sales and uh, service department. And this was um, the end of 2019 when I got the account. And I talked to the GM and I was like, hey, look, since we're getting the collision center, just give us the service and sales department. Allow, allow us to run the entire dealership. 
And he was like, nah, you got, you guys are kind of small, you know, you're not really ready for this workload. And in my mind, you know, I'm very optimistic. I'm like, yo, I can make it happen. I can do the work. Like, it's not a problem. I've been doing this for a long time. And he was just, you know, very hesitant. So they hired another detailing company to, you know, service uh, the sales, uh, sales department. And, you know, I was frustrated at the time because I was like, man, like, what do we got to do to get in? But, you know, I trusted the process. I trusted God. And again, this was at the end of 2019. So we know what happens in 2020, right? You know, COVID comes and it literally it it literally knocks out all the inventory and sales and service. And, you know, you know, they weren't selling as many cars. The detailing company at the time was actually, you know, not doing, you know, they weren't they weren't doing what they should have been doing. Like they like their reputation wasn't what it what it was. And um, they were like, hey, look, you know, this company is not doing too great. You know, the inventory is kind of low right now. Your company is small, but you have an opportunity to grow with us. So we got that opportunity because of COVID. And that was one of our best years yet. And again, looking back, if I was, you know, if I forced my hand to get that account in 2019, when COVID came, it would have knocked me out. So like God had a plan. He already knew that we were going to be in there. It, I just had to trust the timing of it. And, you know, that's just one, one story that, like, I can look back on and say, man, like, like, God got me through a lot. And, you know, even in that season, like, I thought it was over for us. Like, you know, we thought the world was coming to an end. And, you know, I was like, you know, like, there aren't any collision cars because no one's driving. No one's getting an accident. So there was no work for us. And right when our back was against the wall, like the used car manager came over and he's like, yo, are you guys ready? And, you know, like we, we, we got, we got blessed. So again, it's just, you know, being, being humble and, you know, understanding that like God's got me this far and I just got to keep riding this wave, man. I, I love that story because it reminds me of one of my favorite books. It's called the hiding place written by Corey Tenenboom. Her family in World War II were actually hiding Jews and, and trying to keep them safe from Nazi Germany. And when she was young, there was an event that happened, and she was grumbling about it to her dad. And her dad said, don't worry about it because it is God's preparation for a future only he can see. Mm-hmm. And years later, her and her daughter, her and her sister were put in the concentration camps because they were helping the Jews and they got transferred into a different area. And when they went in the first night, they're laying in these bunk beds that have four ladies across. They're all stacked in. And first thing she does is lay down and all of a sudden she starts getting eaten by fleas. Right. And she's like, oh, gosh, there's no way I can sleep here, man. This is horrible. When's God going to answer my prayers when he's going to walk with me? All that just started unloading. And the and the sister goes, be thankful for the fleas. There's a blessing. There's a purpose in them. She's like, there's no purpose in fleas. This blah, blah, just goes off, right? Right. Well, months later, she gets put into the this area where she's sewing making uniforms for the Nazi uh, soldiers. Mm -hmm. And in that environment, she learns that the Nazi soldiers were not willing to go into that women's barracks and be inappropriate with the the prisoners because of the fleas. Right. And, and I love that. It's kind of a similar, similar kind of story, right? It's like 
moving with faith and, and purpose and, and all those things. And, and I love that, you know, it's such a core person of yours. Right. right. And there are people that, you know, they're, you know, they don't necessarily have the same right. you know, relationship or drive and, and that's okay. Right? right. It's having a vision. Like, I love that you have a vision, right. right? And you're like, you never lost sight of it. And it's tough because when you have those experiences that, go counter what you're hoping for. Mm -hmm. You go, why, man, dude, we have everything ready. But what I've learned is that a lot of times those opportunities aren't given to you because you're not prepared for them as a team. Right. right. And I think it's, I think it's the, the, the key is what you said is no matter what you're following, you're, you're trusting the process mm -hmm. and you're staying true to what your goal is. And instead of becoming that, overly emotional and throwing your hands in the air and getting mad at that service manager for not giving you opportunity, which right. would have been the worst possible scenario. Right. You just hung with it and you were like, okay, well, we'll take it. We're going to take the collision center. And then when somebody else was unable to do it, right. you got the opportunity. And I right. think that's the key to this whole thing is Jody and I, this year alone, we had a very similar um, experience in 2020. Mm -hmm. 2019 was a good year for us. And then 2020 started and we were having a great year. And then of course, 2020 hit right. and from March, <laughs> April, and May, we lost over 35% of our people in, as far as customers. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was the end of the world for us. And then June came around and it was phenomenal. We actually grew by over 20%. Right. And we did that in the last nine Half. months of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about the phenomenal things that happened in this industry. Right. And I think that overall, you know, if you can take anything good away from 2020, it was that people realized that they need to clean and sanitize their vehicles. They need mm -hmm. to pay more attention to right. um, just ongoing maintenance. And, and so I think that that was a blessing for everybody. Right. Um, but I also think that the big thing is how you look at it. And right. I mean, you personally and us personally of how we look at the opportunities that are placed in front of us, you know, right. um, next week, Jody and I have an opportunity to go to California um, and we're going to visit with uh, at the Peterson Auto Museum. And and there's a lot of people that, you know, that that get on Jody and I because they're like, you guys don't promote your software enough. You don't push yourself. And we're like, we're just there to promote other people. We're there to support it. We're there to be a sponsor and we're to help you know, we're there to elevate, help, elevate somebody right, else. Impact. And that brings business to us. Right? Right. That's what it's about for us. And when people go, well, I don't know, I don't know if you're going to make it. And I go, well, the last 15 years or any indication it surely <laughs> is going to work out good for us. So. Still going to be around, so. you know? Right. And I love what you guys are doing, man. Like, again, I look for podcasts that are relevant to me and like, I can't really think of any other detailing podcasts. You know what I mean? And there are so, I know a ton of detailers and just a ton of companies that, you know, they have stories to tell. They have, you know, they have a voice. And, you know, being able to just turn on a podcast and listen to someone that's going through something very similar that I am, like, it's very, it's a, it's a blessing because there's not a lot of people that, you know, is going down the road that I'm going down. It's very hard to meet people who are, there's a lot of mobile detailers, but there's very few that are actually in the dealership space. And, you know, like the days that, you know, I'm going through it and, you know, I need someone to vent to 
a lot of people just don't understand. I actually have a buddy up in Detroit who's going, you know, he's, he's in the dealership space as well. So like, he's someone that, you know, God just put in my path to be able to talk to and be able to kind of just, he's really my brother, but outside of him, it's not many people that are, you know, on this path. And, you know, when you go on these podcasts and even someone who's doing something very similar, it's just, it reinvigorates like what I'm trying to do. And just, it, it's encouraging to be able to hear that. Okay. There are other people that are, you know, going through, you know, similar things. And, you know, like these podcasts, like a lot of people are, you know, especially, you know, um, at the beginning of 2020, a lot of people have started podcasts and, you know, a lot of people have a voice and, you know, being able to be on this platform is, is a blessing. Cause I, like I said, I've been waiting for this moment for a while. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely prepared, but, um, you know, I just love what you guys are doing, man. I just want to continue to encourage you guys, uh, you know, just, just keep going, man. Just keep going. This is, this is, this is going to be bigger than what you realize it is. Well, we, thank you, man. We, we, that. we have a good time doing it and, and it's really, you know, our yeah, drivers yeah. to have an impact on people's business, right. having great conversations like this. So before we wrap up looking back, what are one or two things that you've learned that you think would be beneficial for other business owners to implement either in their own life or in their business? I think um, probably one of the most important things is, you know, looking into like some type of coaching, um, whether it's, you know, life coaching, personal development. And the reason I say that is, you know, John Maxwell, uh, one of his laws are, you know, is the law of the lid. And it basically states that, you know, the organization can only grow to the level of its leadership. So if you have, you know, if you're a level three leader, you can only have a level three, maybe even a level two organization. But if you are a level 10 leader, your organization can be a level nine or a level 10. So a lot of times, you know, businesses and small businesses, they cap themselves off. They can't grow anymore because they haven't grown. And, you know, once you decide, once you realize that, you know, you are the reason why your business isn't growing, you are the reason why you aren't making more money, you are the reason why you're not attracting more customers. Once you've acknowledged that and, you know, you seek that knowledge, you seek that wisdom and you actually apply it. Because, I mean, you can get all the knowledge and wisdom, but then you have to actually apply this. You know, you have to be more disciplined. You have to be more focused. You have to make those sacrifices, right? So once you, you know, decide that, you know, I want to be a better leader, even if it's just a one man show, like lead yourself, right? Do the things that you say you're going to do, you know, uh, live by integrity, right? You know, do the things that, you know, you should be doing when no one is watching. And, you know, that's one of the main things that I live by. And, you know, once you apply that key principle, your entire life will change, not just business. I mean, your relationships will change your work life will change. If you've got kids, like you'll be a better parent. So, you know, you grow yourself and everything around you. Like, I don't want to say magic because I do believe in God, but it's almost magical. Like it just, everything changes. So yeah. that's, that's, that's just one thing that I, you know, that just comes to the top of my mind. Yep. And I love for it. me, I'm, I'm going to throw one out there, which I don't usually do, but I, I just think humility, stay humble and stay hungry for knowledge. Because if you constantly want to learn something and you're always taking it, oh, I learned something today. Oh, I learned something today. I learned something today. There is no way you can't be successful because you are going to pick up on all of the little cues that you're learning from certain people. Why did so-and-so do that? Oh, man, they really picked up on that. That's a good idea. Let's do that. And, and I think that is the key is just stay humble and stay hungry for knowledge. Absolutely.
Ma'am, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. That little nugget you shared today, I think that was meant for me. And I just want to thank you for, you know, coming on our show, being a great customer over, over the years. We really appreciate you. And uh, guys, if you're in Orlando and you need a great detailing company, either on the retail side or dealership side, you got to check out Daily Duty Auto Detailing. How do people connect with you? So uh, all of my information is on my social media, daily uh, Instagram, Daily Duty Auto Detailing. I don't spend too much time on social media. Um, you know, I was actually fasting from social media last year just because of the distractions, the comparison, you know, all that stuff. I just really wanted to focus on myself and focus on, you know, my team. But um, if you want to reach out to me, I believe my phone number is on there as well. And, you know, we don't serve just Orlando. Like if you are in the surrounding areas, you know, we could definitely make something happen as well. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, if you guys haven't already followed him, go follow their stuff. If you meet him in person at MT or any of the things, he's a great human. I mean, he's just he's one awesome. Of the, you know, salt of the earth. So uh, thank you very much. And we will see you guys all next week. Next um, week, but it won't be on Thursday. Ooh, it will not, it be, will Thursday. not be Thursday. It no, will no, be no. Sunday and Monday, yeah. the 26th, 27th. We have something really exciting with Rigo Santana and the Sonax team. Yep. We're going to be on the road and we're going to be doing some stuff live. So tune in, subscribe, and come check it out. See ya. See ya. You have a great day, man. That was awesome. awesome. That was I appreciate day. it, man. I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. I, I will, uh, I'll get this all produced and uh, it'll go live on uh, Thursday. And uh, I will also cut up other little bits and pieces to yeah. promo it. And stuff, yeah, there'll be so. some good promos we can put out there. Hopefully, it goes viral. That's what I'm hoping for. That's, That's right, baby. Let's let's make about. it happen. So for both of our businesses. Awesome. So. Anyway, man, you have a great day, man. All right, you too, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Peace out. All right.